You are listening to Heal Yeah with Colleen Ziegler, produced by the Lighter Side Network. Visit thelightersidenetwork.com for hundreds of video episodes and podcasts exploring wholeness living, trance channeling, energy work, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Heal Yeah podcast. I am your host, Colleen Ziegler, and today I'm here with Amy Nyland. Hello, Hi, Amy. Hello. <laughs> Amy is a nomadic van dweller, right? Newbie. A newbie, a yes. A newbie. She's also a wonderful writer and all-around awesome human. Aww. And I am so grateful that you're here with me. And talk about divine timing. I really think to get you at the very beginning of this journey, which we will talk about in the podcast, um, across the United States for a year. We're going to talk to you today about what led to that journey and what inspired you to go buy that van and hit the road. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Colleen. Yeah. I'm happy to be here, and you're right. It is divine timing. Cause it is, because you're rolling through town. <laughs> I am rolling through town. I'm here for like two days, and then I Perfect. am heading out west. Awesome. So with all that being said, give us a little history of the course of events that led you to make the decision to buy a van, to live in it, and to drive around the United States for a year. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where to begin? I think the simplest point would be about three years ago is kind of when my life sort of went into overdrive with sort of my healing and expansion. Okay. Um, a lot of things in my life shifted at that time. Um, I left a job that had become a really huge part of my life and really decided to kind of scale back and really go to the heart of what I thought was important, which was um, getting slower, slower in my life. And so for three years, I was in this sort of healing journey of really getting in touch with myself and um, slowing down to the point of where I could really focus my energy on me. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and during this time as well, um, I was going through, uh, my partner at the time, we had been together 10 years and we were kind of going through a huge shift in our relationship. I mean, it was really a bomb that went yeah. off in our relationship. <laughs> and so, you know, not to go into all the, the sort of details, but um, we were close to breaking up at that time, but we really pushed through and we did a lot of healing work and a lot of um, healing work together and mm -hmm. individually to the point where we got to a place in our relationship where we were like, I think what you would, would consider rock solid. Like, Do you mind sharing some of the work you did? Absolutely. Well, because <laughs> you say you did it together, right? I mean, right. I'm, I'm assuming you did some of this apart too, but I, you know, I'm not going to pretend how much I know because I do know you, right? <laughs> but I do know you did some some healing together as well um, during those three years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we did do separate work and we also did work together. And some of the work that we did together was really focused. Um, we did uh, we did a course called the Loving Relationships Training, where that kind of delved into some of the you know the behind the scenes work as a person in a relationship, so we could relate to each other. We also did a breath something called Breathworkers course together. And those two things were sort of a foundation for for the work we did together. But the really the big thing is, is that we just kind of let our guards down. Mm -hmm. You know, for the first time after 10 years of being together, I think we both came into the realization that there was a lot of ways we were not showing up for each other or for ourselves. And it was in that realization that led us to get vulnerable with each yeah. other and truly go to really focus on how do we work together as a couple? Mm -hmm. And so without getting too Outside far, of the daily grind. Exactly, right? Because yeah. you get into a rut. You yeah. know, we've been together 10 years. And, and while we had a really great relationship for, you know, look, on the outside looking in, and we did even together, mm -hmm. we would always say, man, we have a really great relationship. 
but you just don't know what you don't know until you know it. And so when the bomb kind of went off in our relationship, it really forced us to look at some things that we had not been willing to look at previously. It's amazing too how when you slow down, that does that. Well, exactly. Yeah. You have to give yourself this the space. Zooming through life. Oh right? my gosh. Well, yeah. And my job at the time before that, leading up to that had been all consuming for me. Mm-hmm. You know, my job was my relationship in a lot of ways and my commitment to my job and the amount of time and energy and focus and where I got my validation was all wrapped up in, in my career. Looking back on that, would you call yourself, you know, for lack of better words, like a workaholic? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, now I can say that at the time, no way. Mm-hmm. I would have thought, oh, everything's great. You know, like I was just grinding, grinding, grinding. I was f- all focused on on what I was doing in my life as opposed to who I was being. Mm-hmm. And when it finally occurred to me that what was really important. Doing instead of being. Exactly. Right. That's a But you don't know. Thing. You don't know. Absolutely. You don't know until you have a have a moment where suddenly everything becomes extra clear. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times that happens in the breakdowns, you know, breakdowns are scary and they can be really awful. And believe me that three years ago, I went through a really, really dark period. But on the other side of that, the most beautiful and amazing things bloom from that, because when everything crumbles around you, then suddenly you have a clearing and Mm -hmm. the clearing is what allows you to get really, really, everything becomes a little more obvious. We have to get to a pretty dark place to see the light. Yes, exactly. So in all of that, <laughs> all of that, that breaking down, the darkness, the, the going to that, 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 that depth within yourself where not only the depth of misery where you realize, oh my God, I have been deluding myself for mm-hmm. a really long time about the way I've been showing up in my life and the things that I'm giving my priority and my focus to, the ways in which I'm not serving myself and the people around me. It really was a beautiful time for me to get clear about what I really wanted. All of that to say, after, you know, of really pushing hard and being in this experience of focusing on healing and expanding myself in that, you know, it was all spiritual, emotional, mm-hmm. mental work that I was doing at the time. And finally, you know, so this was going on for about three years. And then, <laughs> interestingly enough, which it was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's always just like still that little uneasiness underneath the surface. There was still something that felt like it was missing. It's still, I knew that there was somewhere I hadn't gotten to yet, or there was still something out there for me to explore or reach or whatever. I mean, you can use all the cliches, but there was just an, une- an unsettledness within me sure. that I tried thinking, well, if I just, you know, keep doing the healing work, it's all going to work out. But, you know, sometimes there's only so much healing you can do, and then you have to be in action. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And honestly, the precipice for that action was after doing all this work with my partner and, and really coming to a place of, of, of understanding with each other and respect and support and communication, like, you know, you, we had what would be considered the ultimate framework mm-hmm. for a beautiful relationship. One day, you know, we we're kind of in a little bit of a, of, a, of a space of things were being questioned and whatnot. And my partner looks at me and says, I don't know if this is what I want. And it was, you know, you would think that that moment, everything inside me would have came crashing mm-hmm. down. But I knew in that moment that what she was saying was a truth for me as well, because it felt like a, a weight had been lifted mm-hmm. off of me. And not in a way of like, oh, yeah, I get to get rid of this. It was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, I think you're right. And so the minute she said that, I just looked at her and I said, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I agree. Maybe this isn't what we both need right now. And so and, and a lot of times this is like really hard for people to understand or to even 
swallow because I can say, you know, when I say we had a really good thing and everything was lining up and everything was like grooving and we, and we really were at mm-hmm. the top of our game in our relationship, suddenly we decided we're calling it quits. Yeah. <laughs> and, so every, and it was like, it was so sudden. But it, the minute I said, you know, I think you're right, the thing that came flooding in is I'm going to buy a van. And I'm going to travel the country. And it was like, I had never... It's like it freed you up. It was like... To have those thoughts and those feelings. and Absolutely. Like, inspiration just hit. So... So, just to give our listeners some context, uh, how long ago was this? This was in the end of September, 2018. So it's been, what, seven, six months? Yeah. Six months. Not long. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, literally once the ball got rolling, it was like everything exploded into overtime. I mean, our relationship, we decided that we are not ending our relationship. Mm -hmm. We're calling it a transformation of our relationship because we love each other. We adore each other. We are each other's best friends, source of support, all of these things. So we made a conscious choice that we were not going to allow this this transition in our or transformation in a relationship to, it wasn't going to be an ending mm-hmm. because it didn't feel like that. Yeah. It felt like we were finally allowing each other the space to, to expand, to expand yeah. into different versions of ourselves that wouldn't be possible within the context of our relationship. So once that hit, I mean, within days, we were already making plans. We knew Sybil kind of already knew she was going to go back to her hometown of Columbus, Georgia. I knew that you know, I had that knowing that I wanted to buy a van and I wanted to travel around and I really wanted to satiate this part of myself that is an adventurer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, within six months, we we decided we were going to sell our house. We That process went without a hitch. It was the most amazing thing. Like, you know, when you're on the right track, when everything oh, just yeah. starts lining up. And so it was the path didn't have to be built in front of us. We literally just took step after step after step. And just the the building, you know, the blocks just appeared. And it was not easy by any means. I will never sugarcoat it and say, yeah, it was a perfect butterflies. Mm -hmm. We're just shooting around all day long and everything was wonderful. It sucked because when you end, you know, when you're transforming something of a 12 year relationship and a 12 year life together, it's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, it's emotional, it's taxing. It's, it's all of these things that we try to avoid with and you were doing all those big life challenges. You know, you've seen those lists of like the top 10, things you can go through that are super hard. Yeah. I, know, I, don't, I know I'm saying this so lame, but but it's true. And moving is one of them, mm-hmm. you know, selling your home, breaking up, and you're doing that all at once. Within, and yeah. so that's a lot of intense absolutely intensity going on in your life. Absolutely. And honestly, if we hadn't had those three years, like everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, people will hear that. And I know it's hard to swallow because there are things that happen that don't feel perfect. Yeah. But even in the intensity of it all, and even in the drama of it all, everything that came wouldn't have been possible without what had come before. Mm-hmm. If we hadn't done all that work together, if we hadn't really gone through the depths, you know, at the lowest of the lows together, we would not have been able to let each other go with mm-hmm. love and grace. Well, what I'm hearing when you're talking about your relationship, I'm you did heal your relationship. Right. Absolutely. And that's, that's the beautiful part of it. Right. It's like, it doesn't, you know, healing doesn't necessarily mean that you and your partner live until you're 90, you know, holding hands on your deathbed together. Right. You know, but you healed that relationship where if it would have ended three years ago. It would have been ugly. It would have been ugly. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have had that loving relationship and that best friend and, and everything that you have now. Exactly. Exactly. It's been, it's a beautiful process. It's, it's again, challenging, but 
everything that we went through, even individually, like the choices we're making now would have never happened three years ago. Mm -hmm. We could have never let go of the safety and the security and the comfort of each other, the life that we had built, all of these knowns, all of these things that made it make it life easy. Um, and to say, we're going to both go and explore these different paths that are basically in the direction of the most dis, the most uncomfortable option we could have chosen for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Sybil is doing the thing that she'd never done before. And, and that's her path. And, and I'm doing this thing where as a recovering type A, yeah. I'm about to let go of all of the, all of that, of needing to know and having certainty and being in control and, you having know, that laptop and computer all the time. <laughs> having that laptop, <laughs> having the list in front yeah, of me. I know there's people out there that can relate to exactly, this. Exactly, yeah. right. Well, you know, it's the comfort of that. It's the comfort of being able to control your world in a way that this new life that I'm venturing into is basically, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't work to be, go out and be, travel the country and be nomadic and have it all planned out. You just can't because you can't plan no, for every you'll, you'll seriously get some upset time. <laughs> right, exactly. So let's talk about that yeah. a little bit. So um, before we got started, uh, I met Amy in the parking lot and I saw her new van, which hey. is beautiful. Thank it's you. beautiful. And then when Jesse came in, our producer, and I introduced him to Amy, he said, oh, are you going on tour? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, my soul tour. My which tour my soul. I thought was awesome. Yeah, tour my soul. And um, so you you bought a van and you're going to hit the road with your two dogs. Right. And so so what are you thinking is going to happen on this trip? Do you have expectations? Are you just open? Do you have a little bit of a route? Or are you just going? Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> um, expectations, I'm sure there's plenty of stealth expectations that mm -hmm. I'm not aware of. At this point, that is kind of the big work for me is really letting go of what I think it should look like or how it's going to play out or what I'm going to experience and all of those things. I've really am doing my best to let go and just let everything unfold as it's supposed to. I don't have a route planned. Like I don't have, I have a framework. This mm -hmm. is what I tell everybody because everybody wants to know like, yeah. where are you going first and how you're <laughs> doing it? And, and I just, because I'm a recovering type A, I have purposely not spent my time poured over the maps and trying to figure out the exact city I want to stay in. The first good few for you. I, I'm, I'm very proud of you, Amy. <laughs> thank you, thank I you. I am. I'm very I know. Proud of you. <laughs> I'm, I feel pretty good about it so far. We'll see when I get on the road. Nice. I, I will say, sitting across from you right now, Amy and I have known each other four years. Oh, more than maybe, that. Maybe yeah, four, five, four, okay. or five years. Yeah. Um, and the really beautiful thing that I, that I just keep thinking when I'm looking at you right now is you're still Amy. You've gone through this huge transformation, but you're still Amy, which is so beautiful. I don't know how to explain it and I don't know how to put it in words. It's more of like a energetic thing yeah. that I feel, but I really respect all the work you've done. Thank I you. really do. And all the work that you did with you and Sybil together. And I did know you when you were addicted to your phone and your laptop <laughs> and, and buzzing around and this lightness of being with you now is really beautiful. Oh, thank and you. Colleen. I cannot wait to follow your journey. And I don't think we told the listeners how to do that. So if you want to follow Amy on her journey across the United States in her van, <laughs> you can go to Instagram and follow her at at Magista. It's M-C-G-E-E-S-T-A. Right? Yes, correct. And you may change that. So if you change I mean, it, yeah. we'll, let, we'll let you know. <laughs> we'll let you know. But um, okay, so let's keep talking about what um, your expectations are or the lack of right. expectations. Uh, you leave in two days? Three days. Potentially. My, my goal is to get on the road by this weekend. So okay. probably Friday or Saturday. I have a few little things to kind of tighten up and get ready. 
the the general framework that I have so far is that I'm definitely going to be following sort of the the, the southern coast. So okay. um, stay I'm, warm. Stay warm. Absolutely. I just <laughs> came from Minnesota. This in February. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am seeking the sun and warmth. That is basically my only goal is to get to where it's beautiful, more mm. and warm. So. Um, you know, my first stop is probably, and, and my goal is to not travel more than four or five hours a day. I really don't want to push myself. I, sure. I want to be present, you know, yeah. and I think part of that is taking my time and, and allowing myself to really enjoy where I'm at while I'm there, even if I'm not at the most spectacular place, because mm-hmm. this isn't going to be a journey where it's only going to be the most amazing yeah. scenery. Like I'm going to have to have moments where I'm sleeping in a love's parking lot mm-hmm. or, you know, at a rest stop or whatever. So I understand that this journey isn't just going to be all rainbows and butterflies. Like there's going to be lots of challenges. I'm traveling with my two dogs in 55 square feet. It's going to get real. I mean, there are going to be moments where I know I'm going to be like, why did I do this? But I also know that with every one of those moments comes an equal, an equal beautiful moment of inspiration and mm-hmm. awe and just appreciation for life itself. So you know, it's going to be a mixture of everything. And, but then there are also going to be are the, those times when I'm going to end up somewhere just stunning, you know, oh, absolutely. where, and that's my goal is just to be where, wherever I'm at, even if it's, you know, I'm at a rest, rest area in the middle of, you know, podunk, wherever mm-hmm. that I can be present with my experience and, and appreciate life itself in the time. And it sounds so cliche. And I know people that, that, you know, they hear what I'm talking about. And a lot of times I can see them kind of internally roll their eyes about it all. But I just know that at this point, coming through everything that I've come through, that being present in my experience is really what the next sort of letting go of control, Mm -hmm. being making friends with uncertainty and being present in my experience is the next sort of hurdle for me because being present is really difficult. You know, you can do all the work, especially while you're traveling. Oh, my God. So let's let's talk about traveling as as a mode of healing. Okay. Is that the right way to say it? As I a think mode? so. Okay. I think so. So you've talked about you did breath work. Mm-hmm. I've known. I know that you've done some energy work training. Um, you've done a lot of. I've done a lot. A lot of work even before the three years. Right. Like Absolutely. you, you've been on this path of kind of spiritual awakening for a while. Right. So, so why travel? What you know, besides the fact that there's a new adventure that awaits, but do you see it as part of your healing journey? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think as a basic part of my DNA, travel is just in my blood. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really, I I know, I know, right. (laughs) You know, you either, you're either one of those people that that's, you thirst for it, or you're kind of, you're okay with where you're at. And that, and both, both paths are equally valid for me, since I can, whenever I can remember, I mean, I was the only one and I grew up in a small town, you know, and I'm one of the only ones within my group of friends who really left and, mm-hmm. you know, really left. And that's not a judgment against them because, again, everybody has their path. But I think I knew from a very young age that I was going to get out. And yeah. I knew that I had to go see the world and, and all of that. And that's why I joined the Army out of high school and, and allowed myself to travel then. Which is a big step. Which I is mean, a huge the step. Army out of high school. Right. And then, you know, I know that you've gone to several different countries right. with the Army. So it's not like you were stationed you know, somewhere in a small town in the United States, you graduated from high school and, and left and left. And I left, you know, took a chance and I kind of feel, see it as coming full circle. Like, I feel like I'm coming back to that 18 year old self where freedom and adventure were at the top of my list. You know, Mm -hmm. even though I had the sort of the security of the army protecting and, and keeping me having a foundation under my feet, this is like the next, next ramp or the ramping up the next level, because now I don't have any of that. This yeah. is just going into the great unknown. I don't have, 
it's just all unknown at this point. And I am scared, guys. <laughs> I am. I say it over and over again. I'm scared, absolutely terrified about it because, again, I'm used to having the safety and security. I'm used to having the list. I'm used to having it all lined up and knowing. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to go into the great unknown. So that was kind of, you know, at 18, I, I did that. And I, I left and I traveled and I made really conscious choice. Uh, conscious, even though I didn't know it at Mm -hmm. the time, conscious choices to push myself. I decided to go live in Turkey for a year and a half. That was a choice, all of those things. And so, and it, it it lit me up, you know, that was, that was when I was felt the most alive, Mm. came back. And then, then, you know, you get into the routine of, I gotta, I gotta have the life. Sure. I gotta do the life. I gotta gotta pay my bills. Gotta pay my bills. I gotta go to school. (laughs) I gotta get the job. I gotta get the relationship. I have to have the dogs or kids or whatever it is that you got to take care of. And so I did that, you know, I did all of that and I'm glad I did. I needed that. I needed to have all of that for 12 years. Mm -hmm. But again, because I did that, then the the travel part of myself, that adventure part, that, that explorer that exists inside of me, that is a deep part of who I am, got put on hold. Yeah. And that was the piece that was unsettled. You know, that piece inside of me that even though everything kind of seemed to be clicking along in my life and everything from the outside looking in seemed like it was, you know, it was really good. There was always that thing inside of me that just felt like it wasn't my needs weren't being met in some way. I'm I'm curious at this at this present time in this present day at this present table. Can you sit here and say that there's something missing within you? Does that does that make sense? How you said like over the years you knew that there was just something missing or that that you needed to hit the road or you, there was something more in your relationship that you needed at this time. Do you understand what I'm what I'm I asking? I do. You know, it's hard to say because at this point, I think because I haven't actually officially begun to begun the adventure, and I'm still yeah. processing. You know, I'm I'm in mourning, and it sounds crazy to say, sure. no, but you know, no, I'm I'm all. in this in this in this stage of really processing and letting go. You of, had a roller coaster six months. I, know, right. I mean, really, truly honor that, right? Yeah. So I'm going through that. So but grief is a total normal, yeah, you know, feeling to have. Absolutely, and but I think to go back to the missing piece, I don't think anything's ever been missing. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I, I think if you go back to it, we have everything we need inside of us. Yeah. And I don't think anything was ever missing. Mm -hmm. You know, we use semantically speaking, that makes it sound like I had, I have to fill myself with something. I'm already filled. The thing is, is what I wasn't expressing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's the difference between this whole idea of we have to find ourselves and all of that. (laughs) It's really, honestly, that's that's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. It's not about finding or filling up or whatever. It's about allowing those parts of yourself that you haven't been expressing to come forward and to be alive Mm -hmm. and and to be living out loud. And that part of myself that is the explorer, that is the adventurer that wants to be uncomfortable and pushing myself had gotten into a rut. Yeah. And so that little piece, that little, little person on the, you know, the little, whatever on the inside of my soul is going, Hey, Hey, you know, at first it's just a little bit of a kind of like a poking, like, yeah, "Eh, something's not right. And then eventually it gets to the point where you go, something's got to give, something's got to change. So when Sybil said, you know, I don't think this is what I want, rather than my whole world crashing down around Mm. me, it just clicked like, you're right. Like we've got, we've got separate work to do and it's okay. It's okay. So yay. Yay. I want to talk to you real briefly um, because we were having a conversation before we started recording the podcast, and it's 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 an, something that comes up regularly, and it's about how when we choose to put ourselves first in that really beautiful way, not being this selfish creature, but yeah. just when we when we choose to put ourselves first, when we choose to go through the work, whatever that work might be for us, and when we choose to live 
truly what feels authentic and right to us when we start expressing, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of feeling like we have stuff missing with us, but when we start expressing who we are and what we believe in and what is our truth, how that heals the people around us and how that, um, you know, you were saying that even you've had several people say, you know, I'm, I'm jealous. Like, I, I wish I could do this. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if you actually, like, inspire a couple people to hit the road or inspire a couple people or way more than a couple. I don't want to limit you. Um, just to step out of their comfort zone and their mediocrity to do what they want to do. I mean, I know van life isn't for everybody. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I would personally love it. Right. Um, but, you know, to really step out there. So let's talk a little bit about your experience about how when you shift yourself, you shift those around you. Absolutely. I I absolutely believe, again, you know, what you do on the micro level, what you do on the personal level affects the collective. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that whenever we do something that's challenging or whenever we push our, ourselves outside of what that little tiny box that's been created in society, like, you know, we know what we're supposed to do. We know mm-hmm. what it's supposed to look like. And most of us spend our time really trying to shove ourselves into that little box. But the truth is, we are these huge, expansive beings that live that are on an infinite spectrum of expression. And when we're forced to live within this narrow little confine of the spectrum, it's 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 really it's it's a daunting thing to mm-hmm. do. And, and it's most suffocating. It's suffocating. Yeah. It's 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 limiting. It's all the words you could possibly use. This is why there's so much suffering in our world. And when I say suffering, most of us don't even know we're suffering. And and it's okay. You know, we're all on our individual journeys. But I think that whenever somebody does something that makes somebody else go, huh, I could do that. You know, it gives permission to the people around you. When you you do the thing that looks like it's kind of impossible or the thing that you shouldn't really do Mm -hmm. and you've turned out okay and it actually ends up being better than okay, suddenly – the little door, the little seed, all these little things that that, that get planted in people, they, they have that moment. Even if that door opens for a minute and shuts again, mm-hmm. there is a possibility that's been planted within them that I could do it too. And so I absolutely believe anytime we step outside, anytime we express ourselves in, in true alignment with who we are, anytime we do something that's outside the norm, that really is authentic it is the most healing thing. It's the, the best thing you can do for the world. You know, sitting in front of your TV and lamenting all of the all of the things that are going on that are bad, we can do that too. But I think if you just pay attention to yourself and you take the next step that feels in true alignment with who you are and you're really focused on your own healing and journey, I think that changes and shifts the world beyond what we could ever even understand or grasp, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Thank you. Beautifully said. So... As you can tell, Amy has some wonderful insights (laughs) and worldviews. So if you would like to um, also read some of the things that she's writing, she's on a little break from her blog right now, but there is some writings up there. There are. And I trust and feel pretty confident saying you're probably... When you hit the road, start writing again. Absolutely. Well, that's a big that's a big goal. Yeah. Is that I really want to take my experience and put it on yeah. paper. So. I love your writing, and Thank so I, you. I hope you do. But whatever feels right to you. Yeah. So you can find her at soulwasis.com, and that's s o u l a s i s dot com. Yes. And you can find her blog there. And again, you can follow her on Instagram at at magista 
I, I'm kind of curious about that name. Oh, Lord. M-C-G-E-E-S-T-A. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. You know, old 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 things die hard. Yeah. And so that is like the very first email handle I had literally like 22 years ago. Oh gosh, and hilarious. I wanted McGee. Yeah. But of course, you know, McGee. So I had to put the S-T-A at the end just to be cool. Because, sure. you know, when you're 18, that's yeah. cool. And uh, so, but then because it's just, it, it was there, then I just started using it because I didn't want to be confused. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So like, you know, the type Amy was like, well, I might as well just use it for my email, my Instagram, <laughs> my Facebook, all the things, you know, like whatever works. Exactly. I was just curious. Yeah, like, there's I'm, nothing. I'm used to it because that's how I know you on Instagram as Magista. But I was just curious of the name behind behind that. Gosh, well, thank you so much oh, for joining welcome. us today. And I really would be so honored to have you back. Either, um, you know, if you pass through Atlanta again, halfway on your journey, or maybe even at the end, and we can talk to you about what's going on. All of the ups and the downs (laughs) and the turnarounds and and the life expression and and all of that. So I'm looking forward to having you back. I'm just putting it out there and saying like it's actually going to happen. I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. Thank you so much, Amy. And like safe travels. Thank you. I can't wait to follow and see what's next in your life. Thank you. I so appreciate you having me on and I'm excited to come back. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you all later. Bye-bye. The ideas expressed by guests are not necessarily Colleen's personal beliefs. Information received from Hilya is not to be used as a substitute for medical or psychological advice. See and hear more from Colleen by subscribing to The Lighter Side Network at www.thelightersidenetwork.com. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary.